Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chef on a Mission Radio. We are your hosts, Jamie and Marcus Giuliano. We also have a restaurant in upstate New York, 90 miles north of New York City, called Aroma Time Bistro, located at 165 Canal Street in Ellenville. And we are super excited to be here today to be sharing all of our wonderful information that we we like to share. We love to say eat, learn, live. So we're gonna teach you how to make better choices in your food, um, in business. We talk about some business sometimes. We talk about how we raise our family. We talk about how we do our business. We talk about relationship-based business. Of course, our restaurant is farm to table. Well, we it's also, really relationship to table. It is relationship to table. Plus, we also have a coaching business, and we also do amazing dream winery vacations to Italy, uh, VIPWineryVacations.com. We'll talk more about that in a little while. So uh, now you know, you know who we are and what we do, let's uh, jump right into some great topics. So water and dehydration. Jamie, water is so crucial sure for is. us, for our health and for everything. But a lot of people, a lot of people know that. That's just the unspoken truth. People know how important water is, but in reality, they're not drinking enough water. Absolutely. So we found this great article about how the dehydration causes more sicknesses and damages in your body than you know. Well, we've known that for a long time, and we do a lot of research, and we, we drink really good water. But of course, if you don't drink enough water, it can cause problems and damages in your body. So Exactly. So we know this stuff, and sometimes we don't drink enough water. We find Absolutely. ourselves... We're like, oh my gosh, we're not drinking enough. Like, for example, I only drank a half a gallon today. I know I'm a little behind, so I have to catch up after this. Absolutely. So we found this article on juicing for health, and they sourced this from CNN News. So this is a CNN News piece. So, Jamie, let's jump into this. Absolutely. So drinking pure water every day is a key component of optimal health. Unfortunately, many people are unaware that dehydration causes sickness and damages in your body. They make the mistake of foregoing water for other types of fluids, most of which have added ingredients that will not do your health any favors. Your body needs water, right? Your body needs a lot of water. Your body is comprised of about 65% water, which is needed for a number of physio physiological processes and biochemical reactions, including but not limited to blood circulation, metabolism. Can I mention blood Absolutely. circulation really Go quick? Ahead. So, um, people don't realize that their blood pressure is a, can, can be a direct result of being dehydrated. The more water you have in your body, the more freely your blood flows. And and I learned this a long time ago. We're not medical professionals, but this is what we've learned a long time ago. And we read this. And when my mom was in the hospital several years ago, five years ago, she was in there um, for, I don't know. My mom, my mom does not like to drink water, did not like to drink water. It's not that she was anti-water, just never took the time she to do it. She just didn't drink it. No, right. So she's, As many people don't do. Instead of grabbing a juice or something else, you should drink water. Right. She religiously drank coffee, just not water. Right. So she's in the emergency room. She had, they thought she had a heart attack. So they were monitoring and monitoring and monitoring. Her blood pressure's through the roof. And I get there, and this is several hours later. She's there for three, four, five hours. And I said to her, Mom, how much water have you drank? She goes, I haven't drank anything. I said, you haven't drank any water? And I say to the nurse, she's, like, she's in the hospital. Can't we get her some water? Her blood pressure's through the roof. We're trying to get her blood pressure under control. We're trying to get her blood pressure under control. I made her drink two bottles of Poland Springs water. Um, uh, uh, two bottles. Um, 
the pub brand doesn't mean a lot to people around the country, but it's a local brand here in the Northeast. And it was, I think, two 12-ounce or two 16-ounce bottles. I made her down it. And they'd been trying to get her blood pressure in control for a couple of hours, and they were, they were nervous. I gave her water, and 10 minutes later, her blood pressure dropped. Wow. Because it hydrated her. The blood could move more easily. The blood was more more lubricated. And it was... and. The doctor was like, oh, my gosh. They were like, oh, 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 I'm like, water, 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 water. I cannot believe. I mean, that should be like malpractice. I Not mean, going to the doctor, everybody. hospital, everybody gets. And, you know, they IV you, which gives you liquid inside. But there's nothing like really quenching your thirst and, and going in and drinking a good, a good amount of high-quality water. And something that simple in that situation, you know, could be a lifesaver. Absolutely. I mean, athletes as well. A lot of water, you know, yep. and you just need a lot of water. So, so water is, uh, you know, if you don't drink enough, right, you're 65% of our body is water. So you need to keep putting water into your system. So it also helps regulate, um, regulate your body temperature and it helps with waste removal and detoxification. That is a great point. Waste removal and de to detox. A lot of people, you know, associate going to the bathroom in the morning with drinking coffee. It's actually just the amount of putting, putting liquid into your body. Those high quality water, you know, it's just, it, it again, water just makes everything flow and literally everything flow in your body. We read something recently that drinking, or you spoke to somebody recently about drinking a cup of water in the morning as soon as first you, thing get, you up, get up. First thing you get up. First thing. And that, that's, I mean, I've been of trying alkaline. to do that. Yes, of alkaline. Of alkaline water. water. So squeezes of a lemon in it or something. If you have a water ionizer, that's perfect. High electron, high alkaline water is perfect. Um, squeeze some lemon into it. Even if you had a little baking soda here and there, baking soda is a very uh, pH alkaline. increaser, alkalinity increaser, but just high quality, high pH water. First thing in the morning, down a glass of that, full glass. So I found this interesting, the next part of the article. Once your body has lost between one to 2% of its total water content, it will signal its needs by making you feel thirsty. So we've all had that feeling before right. where you feel thirsty. Which so is too late. Right, so the next part says, using thirst as a guide to how much water you need to drink is one obvious way to ensure your individual needs are met day by day. However, by the time your thirst mechanism actually kicks in, you're already in the early stages of dehydration. So you don't want to ignore the initial sensations of thirst. Hunger, sugar cravings in particular, can also be a sign that your body is crying for water. That's huge right there. People get hungry, they get sugar cravings, they think their blood sugar is crashing, and it could just be solved by water. Just water. Simple water. So, not a candy bar. Not chocolate. Right. Not a scoop of ice cream. So when you are Not hungry, potato chips. Water, folks. Water. So when you feel hungry, drink a glass of water first. So in addition to thirst, which is an obvious signal, other signals indicating you need to drink more water include, and we've all probably felt this way, fatigue or dizziness, foggy thinking or poor concentration, muscle cramps, dull, dry skin or pronounced wrinkles, infrequent urination, so dark concentrated urine. So you can actually go get a a urine strip uh, and test your pH and then, uh, or, or I'm sorry, to test your urine and then match it up with if you're hydrated or not, how probably hydrated. So the color of your urine is very, very important. The clearer it is, the more hydrated you are. It's really good to Darker know. yellow, dehydrated. That's a simple step right there. Yep. So some other signals are um, bad breath, mood swings, chills, back or joint aches, constipation, headaches, and sugar, sugar cravings. 
Severe dehydration can be life-threatening, but even mild dehydration can cause problems ranging from headaches and irritability to impaired cognition. It can also affect your spot sports performance, as noted in a recent CNN report. So, yeah. So, I mean, we mentioned a lot of that stuff, you know, before this. Um, so, anyway. So, also, chronic dehydration. Yep, here's some additional oh, things. So, chronic dehydration causes sickness and damages to your organs over a long-term period of daily drinking insufficient water. Chronic diseases may develop. So, you can develop, right? The more you your body's dehydrated, you can develop more. Oh, disease, the longer it's hydrated. Absolutely, right? absolutely. It's just an ongoing cumulative process. So, asthma and allergies. Uh, when dehydrated, uh, your body will restrict airways as a means to conserve water. In fact, the rate of histamine produced by your body increase, increases exponentially as the body loses more and more water. That's key right there for allergies, folks. That's huge. Asthma too. Allergies, bingo. During hay fever season, just keep hydrated like crazy. Hydrated like crazy. So again, folks, water on all levels just makes your body flow better, operate better. Bladder or kidney problems. With a dehydrated body, the accumulation of toxins and acid waste creates an environment where bacteria thrives, resulting in the bladder and kidney to be more prone to infection, stones formations, and inflammation and pain. It can also um, cause constipation. Absolutely. When short of water, the colon is one of the primary regions the body draws water from. In order to provide fluids for other critical body functions without adequate water, Waste move through the large intestines much more slowly or sometimes not at all, resulting in constipation. It can also um, uh, cause digestive disorders, a short of, shortage of water and alkaline minerals such as calcium and magnesium can lead to a number of digestive disorders including ulcers, gastritis, and acid reflux. Wow. Headaches and migraines. That's the first thing when I people get a headache, I'm like, drink a lot of water. Yeah, if our daughter says to us, oh, mom, I have a headache, I say, go drink water. Lots of water. Our son, too. Go drink water. Headaches and migraines could be a sign of dehydration. Being dehydrated deprives fluid sacs around your brain cells to undergo pressure. Here's an almost instant remedy solution you can make. So, um, high blood pressure. Which, which I mentioned. I didn't even know that was in the article, yep. but... <laughs> I mentioned high blood pressure. High cholesterol. When the body is dehydrated, it will produce more cholesterol to prevent water loss from the cells. I did not know that. That's interesting. Did not know that. Joint okay. pain or stiffness. That oh, makes sense. Right? Um, skin disorders. Which makes sense because, folks, the more water you get in your body, the more you can flush away toxins. Skin disorders, I'm assuming, can be toxins. Toxins through the skin and make more vomit. Right, because yeah. you release things through your skin. Release them through your skin. Sweet tooth cravings, so the more you drink water, weight gain, and constantly feeling hungry. Yep. So, and then it talks, the article talks a little bit about the color of your urine, um, which we kind of touched upon a little bit. Um, so, the more water you drink, the less yellow your you urine You can tell right away drink. when you go to the bathroom if you're constipated. I mean, if, you, if you're dehydrated or not. You can tell right away. I mean, it's common sense at that point. Look, look when a dog goes pee, especially in the snow, how dark yellow it is. Constantly dark yellow. Yours should be nothing, nothing like right. that. Um, nothing like that. It should be almost clear. So suggested um, water intake for women is 2.7 liters or 91 ounces of water per day. And men, it's 3.7 liters or 125 ounces. Which is a gallon. A day. So. 128 ounces is a gallon. Awesome. So, all right. Excellent. So, um, 
being dehydrated, I like this last part. <laughs> being dehydrated is as dangerous as being drunk. At the beginning stage of dehydration, you're more prone to irritability and fatigue. Your cognitive functions, including your ability to concentrate, also take a hit. And this can have serious ramifications if you are behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, this is a really, really, really good article. I um, like this, why sports drinks are best to be avoided. Oh, people think that they're hydrating with juices and stuff like that, and then they're going to hydrate with Gatorade or sports drinks. I or, mean, we see a lot of that in when oh our son is gosh. playing sports. I mean, the kids are just constantly drinking drinking Gatorade or drinking a sports drink, they're, and I just I can't believe it. I mean, my our son... Water. I give them water, water, water. I mean... You see kids sit at the bench the whole game, don't even play, and they're sitting there drinking pounds of this. I mean, back. I bet this article says that it actually dehydrates you more to drink that kind well, of stuff. Well, read this, read this, because so, this is important. So, the majority of people believe that sports drinks like Gatorade are far better to drink than water when you're dehydrated because of the electrolyte replacement. Avoid this common mistake, as nothing could be further from the truth. More important than the electrolytes are sugar, and most sports drinks contain two-thirds or even more sugar than sodas, typically in the form of high-fructose corn syrup. Many also contain artificial flavors and food colorings, none of which contribute to optimal health. <coughs> Fructose is primarily metabolized by your liver because that is the only organ that has the transporter for it and is the main cause of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. In your liver, fructose is metabolized much like alcohol, causing mitochondrial and metabolic dysfunction in the same way as ethanol and other toxins. And just like alcohol, your body turns fructose directly into fat, hardly what you need after a good workout. Mm -hmm. If your sports drink is low-calorie and sugar-free, it likely contains artificial sweeteners, which may be even worse for you than the fructose. In addition to that, consuming sugar after exercise will negatively affect your insulin sensitivity and your human growth hormone production if you're doing high-intensity exercise. Most sports drinks also contain, contain high amounts of sodium, so salt, a processed salt, which is meant to replenish the electrolytes you lose while sweating. It is very easy and inexpensive to address the electrolyte replacement issue simply by adding a small amount of natural unprocessed salt such as a himalayan salt to your water you can take a salt, salt pill too a lot of marathon runners long distance runners will take when i run run distance take a, we take a salt pill and it should take a salt pill before if you know you're running that kind of distance doing that kind of distance just pop it in before absolutely um contrary to processed salt this natural salt contains 84 different minerals and trace minerals that your body needs for optimal function Another excellent option when you're sweating profusely is coconut water. Oh, very good choice. High in electrolytes, right? Yep, yep. So, um, some remote areas of the world even use coconut juice intravenously, short-term, uh, to help hydrate critically ill patients and in emergency situations. Also, fresh fruits are full of potassium and other important minerals that help address the missing electrolytes one loses in sweat. Just remember to eat the whole fruit, not fruit juices. Exactly. So, um, so I talk this, this is an amazing, amazing article. Really amazing article. We're almost done with it. Bear with us on this. this I mean, this is like... It's really good. Uh, so I'm going to kind of glance through this next portion a little bit. Beverages that promote poor, poor health. health. I mean, this we is, could probably, you probably could name all of them because we all really know... Processed what, orange right? juice, you know, juices, sodas, um, anything with artificial flavorings. Um, I don't even like um, carbonated, drinks, right? carbonated carbonated items. 
I don't feel that those are, are optimal for your health, and they're not. It has carbonic acid in it, which is not good. Um, just good old plain, high electrolyte, high antioxidant, microclustered water. I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about um, ionized water. If you can't get that, a really high quality water filter or good spring water or something that really is 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 an amazing source of, of high quality water. So water is just so important. So drink yeah. a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. I keep a water at my desk now all the time. Um, yeah. more frequently than I have in the past and uh, I just try to drink a lot of water so yeah, yeah. so Marcus why don't you tell a little bit about our uh, VIP dream winery vacation so my my new job title I've been telling everybody as we're is, sitting here drinking wine we're drinking wine yes we're drinking wine <laughs> drinking some primitivo um, from southern Italy and I'm drinking Cantelle, Cantelle from southern Italy Chardonnay mm. it's delicious so um my new job title is Dream <laughs> Dream Winery Vacation Architect. <laughs> well, tell me a little funny. bit about that. What does That's that mean? That's my new job. I, mean, I that, thought that was really funny uh, when you told me that. I actually that was... put I actually put that on my LinkedIn profile and my Facebook profile. I actually, I actually an changed. An architect, huh? I'm a, I'm a Dream Winery Vacation Architect. Jamie and I. You put together. I put together. I orchestrate, plan, build, design the most amazing. You and I do the most amazing winery vacations in Italy. And we won an international award for Boutique Italian Wine Travel Company. We won this international award. Uh, it's not out yet, so we can't officially say what it is. But it's from a national, international publication out of England. And we're super, super proud to have this. Um, they recognize us for just taking people to these amazing small wineries. So the difference in our wine tours and other wine tours is we're taking you to our friends' wineries. Our friends' wineries, not booking a winery through a travel person in Italy that then says, go to this winery, this winery, and this winery. We're taking you to Paolo Cantelli. We're taking you to Luigi Maffini. We're taking you to Benamino. We're taking you to people that we actually know. We go to see um, our friend uh, Giovanni Bertani when we go up north. We see our friends. We take you to our friends' wineries that we personally know and have been friends with, some for two years, some for two months, some for 10, 15 years. We've known them and, and have served their wines at our restaurant. Again, we're relationship-based at the restaurant, so we take that to the next level for our VIP winery vacations, vipwinerivacations.com. I, I love my new job. We go, we go to amazing, amazing hotels, resorts. I mean, unbelievably gorgeous properties. Um, just, I mean, we give you an experience of a lifetime. It's a dream. It's a lifetime. I mean, it's, 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 it's a dream of a lifetime. And, and yeah. you travel with us. It's food and wine, and you just get Marcus and I just at your side for eight days, talking about wine and food, and just. Being there with you, building the relationships with you, but also building more and more relationships with um, with with all the wineries as well. Yep. So, yep, yeah. yep. Yep. So, VIPWineryVacations.com. Um, it is an amazing time, amazing trip. We also have a branch of on that which is called Charity Wine Travel, and what we will do is if you get your own group. And your own dates, and you're part of a nonprofit, 503. If you're part of a nonprofit, and we run this through the nonprofit, Jamie and I will personally donate $10,000 back to your organization. Now, if you are two people that are traveling to Italy and you've already booked your trip to Italy, and you're like, shoot, I missed out, call us. 
We'll set you up with a Ferrari tour, a vintage Fiat tour, a helicopter, a truffle hunt, a dinner here, a hotel night here. We'll set you up with our, our favorite wineries of this region. We'll still, we still can set you up with those kind of things. So Absolutely. even if you're two, four, we were talking to a family the other night in New York City, and when they travel, there what twenty people? Yeah, twenty people. And we, we said, we said, we'll get you a coach bus. We'll get you a coast bus, bus to take you wherever you want to go. They went to Spain last year. We're like, no, no. If you're going to Italy, she's like, really? She says, she's <laughs> really, yeah, no. We'll get you the coach bus. We'll get everything set up. Don't worry about renting cars. Don't worry. We'll set everything up for you. So we can do that for anybody. But our, the real deal is the vacations that we plan, that we've designed, that we're builders, that we're architects for, are these amazing boutique winery vacations that we're taking to our friends vacations uh, vip winery vacations.com so reach out and uh you know reach out to us so yeah. we're, we're super excited about that so marcus we're going to talk next about um avocado consumption and environmental and social considerations when it comes to avocados and we were out for dinner the other night right what I say. Or, or lunch and you you actually asked um, where the avocados were coming from, right? And you were, and she looked at you like you had ten heads, and you were. She was like, "What? Yeah, I'll ask." But she didn't really understand why you were asking. Right. But um, you know, you like to educate people. You like to talk to people. And so, why don't you talk a little bit about avocado consumption? Sure, I'd be absolutely ha love to. So avocados are, you know, this amazing health food. They're this just this, this food that is just. So healthy in fats. Um, it is a very There's amazing health benefit. Amazing health benefit. I'm not. I'm not. We're not. We're not we're here not to, talk about that. to talk about the health benefits or talk bad about the health benefits or anything. But the health benefits are are tremendous for avocados. But what never what's never talked about is the social and environmental considerations for avocados. Avocados are very damaging to the environment. They they wipe away forest. That's crazy. Just like cattle. Right. We don't they, think about that. We don't think about all of those things, right? You don't you don't think about that. So that's that's super interesting. Deforestation is a major issue when it comes to avocados. Um, California are going to be the best. California in season, like in the springtime to early summer, uh, but there really is no season now for avocados because they're year round and it's it, they're here. But that uh, California crop is is spring spring to summer. So now. California's gonna be the best because we have the strictest regulations. They're not gonna allow you to plant these avocado groves and do all this deforestation here in the US. Mm. When it comes to Mexico, yes. When it comes to Chile, yes. And what's happening in these areas is avocados consume a lot of water. It is for every pound of, of avocado, I believe it's about 400 liters of water it takes to make an avocado, wow. 400 liters. Per, per pound, per pound, per, of pound. per pound of avocado, okay? Lettuce is, is, so how many avocados is a pound? Two, three? Something like that. Something like that, okay. So, um, wow. the, uh, like lettuce takes, uh, for a head of lettuce, it takes like 19 gallons. So to sort of put that in perspective, okay? So it's very, very water sensitive. They take a lot of water. They plant these in areas that there's not enough water to begin with because they need a tropical, a dry climate. Warm, dry, warm, warm climate, a warm climate. So what happens is, especially in Chile, wow. they tap into the water supply. The locals lose their water supply. There's been these villages where they're used to taking a shower once a week. I'm sorry, once a day. Now they can only take a shower once a week. Where is this again? This is, this in, is in Chile. Chile. Okay. There's certain parts of Chile that this that this happens in. So um, what happens now is, is the water is just very sensitive as far as what's left for the, for the locals. And at that point... Um, the locals are like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? 
they have to truck water in. Certain parts of Chile have to truck water in wow. to give the locals water. The companies come in, these big companies come in, they lie about the water rights or they, they tap into wells they're not supposed to. It can become a corrupt, a corrupt issue. It can become a very corrupt issue. So avocados from Chile are no-no. Avocados from Mexico, eh, not so good. Wait for the American avocados. Ask for American avocados. Make sure when you go into a restaurant, let them know, I want American avocados. This is what we're after, and there's a big difference. Now, you do you do pay a little more for American avocados. I was just going to ask the price You do pay a little more, but, you know, it is what it is. So the, one of the big things that I can't stand is people turn a blind eye, even though they know that things are socially unacceptable, environmentally not friendly, uh, because it's not happening in their community. Mm. It's not in my community. They're raising that that those pigs in the Carolinas. They're raising that cattle right. out west. They're doing this out there. It's not in my community, so it doesn't affect me personally. So, so who cares where my avocados come from? Who cares where whatever where comes, it from, ever comes from? Right? right. But as a chef who's environmentally uh, and socially responsible, like myself, that all makes a difference to us. That makes a hundred percent difference to me. And you'll notice we don't serve avocados that much. No. But they'll be coming in season here, so we will be getting some avocados coming in. I'm excited about that. Awesome. Um, so yeah, when you've come to my restaurant. What is you, the season for avocados? Spring to summer okay. in America, right? Oh, you know what? The article uh, actually says um, March and, and ends in late July. March and yeah, spring. From California. Yep, yep. So there you go. So it's good to know when your avocados are in season, right? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so there you go. So just let restaurants know and let them be aware of that you're a conscious consumer. And if they don't know, say, hey, here's here's the deal. Right. Here's why, here's why I'm asking. Because it's very unfair what they do in certain countries where our food comes from. And I want to make sure we're providing or I'm eating the best source that I can while I'm dining in your restaurant. It's awesome. So, yeah. yeah so, that's it. Excellent. So, okay. All right, Marcus. So, you know, one of the other things that we do, we wear a lot of hats. But one of the other things that we do is we, we coach clients um, we coach, uh, we coach businesses, businesses. and, uh, we coach them on business strategies, strategies and how to be more successful and what to use in their business to grow their business. So Strate it's all strategies. A, talk a little bit about, you know, our coaching that we do. So the other day I did a video for our, for our, our Facebook, uh, not for our Facebook, yeah, for our Facebook and our YouTube. And the, the title of the video was restaurants don't run out of money, they run out of this. Failing restaurants don't run out of money, they run out of this. And everybody says, oh, restaurants run out of money, restaurants run out of money, restaurants are a money pit, this and that. No, restaurants run out of strategies. If to restaurants, bring in the money. <laughs> if right? restaurants ran out of money, we would have closed 14 years ago. Absolutely. 15 years ago and 16 years ago. We should have filed bankruptcy every year for our first three years open. That's how <laughs> bad it was. But we kept plugging away, plugging away, learning new strategies. And the strategies kept making us grow and grow. But what happens is some restaurants have so much extra money that they waste so much money on, on advertising that doesn't work and this and this. And by, they're done, by the time they're burnt through their money, three, four, five years in, the restaurant's busy. And it's hiding flaws. It's hiding... Any profitable business can hide flaws. And that's what Jamie and I specialize in. Coming into your business, taking a look at it, pulling out these flaws from the profits and saying, now you can make this much more. And in the restaurant industry, we can really, really, really do that because that is our forte. But the stuff that we preach in, in the book, 50 Mistakes That Business Owners Make, are good for across the board. The other book that I wrote, good for across the board. My Forbes articles, they're good, good across yeah. the board. So the business- You can take any of this information and put it into any business, not only a restaurant, just any business. Exactly, exactly, 100%. So- um, 50 Mistakes? 50mistakes.com, 50mistakes.com. For restaurant tours, it's 
restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com. You have a great a great program for that. So. Uh, well, it's a whole online portal. There's 50 hours of training videos, all kinds of stuff. It is insane what's in that, what's, what's in there. It's really, really awesome. So restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com, 50mistakes.com, 50mistakes.com. Tons of free stuff on that website. Absolutely. You can go get tons and tons of free stuff. If you're a restaurateur, if you know a restaurant owner, Tell them to get to that site right away, restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com, and that will uh, that will really wow them. Awesome. So the so, wow any business. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit but the about wine. Wine, wine right? that's in my glass. Absolutely. One of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite grapes. The biggest debate time. going. This is the biggest wine debate going out there, and the question I is. I didn't know that it was that much of a debate, oh, but it's, I guess it's, it's a it's, pretty good debate. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> What's the question, Jamie? What is the difference between Primitivo and Zinfandel? Primitivo and Zinfandel. Zinfandel being Zinfandel from California, not the. Well, yes, the white Zinfandel, but when we talk about Zinfandel... We're talking about, about the, red The Zinfandel. red counterpart, which is the original Zinfandel. White Zinfandel is a blush wine that's sweet, that's not... We don't drink it. We don't even serve white Zinfandel. I'm not saying it's bad if you drink it, but it's not the Zinfandel we're talking about. It's a more of a juicy wine, juice bomb wine. We're talking and about... Primitivo. This rich, dark, dense Zinfandel grape and Primitivo. So is there actually a difference between the two grapes? <laughs> That's a good question, right? The reason why they make white Zin out of, out of Zinfandel is because it's a sweeter grape. It's a denser grape. They can get more sugar out of it ah, okay. because it ripens quicker. Prima, meaning first. Ah, first. It's the first of the grapes picked in Italy. And it is from southern Italy. Its home base is Manduria. Uh, it came from... The way, the way that this has been explained to me is they're related... They're clones from clones, a right. grape that I can't even pronounce from Croatia. Right. <laughs> that got phylloxera. That was cloned. And the way that it's best explained is Zinfandel and Primitivo aren't the same, but they're siblings of each other. They were both cloned from this one grape, um, taken and taken to southern Italy, Mandoria, uh, which is where we're going one of our trips, our southern Italy trip. We go to Mandoria. We go to home of Primitivo. We oh go to gosh. some of the best. I love Primitivo. Primitivo. <laughs> yeah. If you love red Zinfandel, folks. Try some good Southern Italian Primitivo. Uh, Gianfranco Fino, Tullio da Preza. There's some amazing uh, Bocciomagno. The list goes on sure and does. on and on. Uh, Cantelle. Uh, the list goes on and on of amazing producers down south in Italy that make this wine. So um, it was sent to California. Uh, I guess it went through, where did a, it go through? A varietal, right, went the, through yeah, California. Yeah. It went through like Brussels or it something. Went, it went to the east first, right? East Coast first, and then it was brought. But it all came via to, like another country in Europe. It didn't even come Croatia. from Croatia. It came from Croatia, but it originated in Croatia. Great grape originated in Croatia. Phylloxera killed it off. It was a clone of Phylloxera, um, or a clone from Phylox, uh, from from this grape. Again, we can't even pronounce. Um, but then it was it was made and brought to Italy, and then brought to Southern Cal uh, California. 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 So. Um, I would recommend, if you love Zen, if you want to experiment with deeper, darker, rich ah, ones. So it came to the United States from Vienna. From Vienna. From a nursery in Vienna. From a Vienna nursery, okay. Vienna, Austria. Vienna, Austria, okay. So that's that's. And then I'm... it eventually be got the name of Zinfandel because people couldn't pronounce this Croatian name. So they changed it eventually to Zinfandel, Zinfandel because yep. that's a little bit easier to, right, yep. to pronounce. Pronounce, so. yep. All right, so uh, that's the rundown on this debate. So it depends who you speak to on this as well. Some people will tell you, no, 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 no. And people say, yes, yes, they're siblings. Or no, they're direct. They're direct you know, relatives. One is one, one's the other. At any rate, 
they're very close relatives, if not the same. Yeah, so, I, I like the way that they talked about, you know, the difference in how you can explain the flavors of a Zin from California and a Primitivo. I, I liked the way this article had, had talked about that. But we love, I mean, we love talking about wine anyway. But um, Zinfandels are characteristics of, like, robust berry flavors. Yes. With notable hints of anise and pepper. So I think Zinfandels are a little spicy, right? I think they have a little spice to them, a red Zin. And then Primitivos, you know, to me, it has, like, a, has notes of pepper, but black berry and floral and it's got some fruit to it but but robust fruit right like it just mm -hmm. up from robust fruit as well and uh, it's just such a delicious wine it's one of my one of my favorites and I gotta tell you when we were in Italy like wow did I become a lover of Primitivo <laughs> I was like wow this is the only grape I want to drink anymore so it was pretty awesome yep yep so yeah. all right amazing so chef on a mission radio we are uh we we're just so grateful to have this opportunity to share our passion and lives. We're blessed. Um, we're very, we're, very we're, blessed. We're very blessed. We're very thankful for, for all of the opportunities that come into our life. And somebody said to me today, nothing happens by chance. And I, I like that. Everything happens for a reason in your life. So right. remember that when you're out there and, and uh, dealing with different people and things. And, you know, that might be a great article one time or just a great thing for us to yeah, talk about. Yeah, you know, you know, people can react different ways is how way the way things happen so for example quick story um our dog just disappeared oh gosh yes <laughs> dog just disappeared the day before we felt we were making yesterday. this show yesterday yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no matter when you want it was the day before we made this and um my both my parents have passed away in the last year i was at their house doing a couple things i had the dogs with me um i get them in the car i leave the car door open because i go back in the house to grab a couple boxes i come back out within three minutes and the one dog is out of the car <laughs> They're border collies, so we um, run with them all the time. Um, run in that area. All yeah, the time. and I'm waiting for their heads to pop up now because they're in the room. And they <laughs> just heard the R U N word. Um, so, um, so we do our daily run there, and we're there all the time. And I just gotten done with their daily run there, and I get them in the car and do this. Three minutes later, gone. Um, and I'm calling and calling. Then I get in the car and go up and down the street. Gone. And literally two and a half hours later, we're still looking for this dog. It's dark now. <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, it's the longest he's and ever I looked gone. And I looked at you. What did I say? I said, if we don't find him tonight, he's not coming back till tomorrow. Right. Because, you know, who knows where he is. We, and, don't, we don't live at the house. And he's disoriented and who knows. We don't point. live at the house. He's not street trained for cars at all, which what dog really is ever, right? It's hard to teach a dog to look both ways. But he always comes back. Always comes back always like comes that. Back. Like that. I mean, he might go away for there's a big yard five minutes, and he always comes back. So I knew something was wrong after the first five minutes of him not. And he being. didn't come back. So we're calling him, calling, we're looking calling, for calling, him, driving, driving around. around. Um, I tell my daughter, I said, let's get pictures of him on Facebook. Let's post pictures. So I call my son and I said, where are you? And he was at a friend's house, right? And uh, and um, literally, like, what, an hour and a half later, two hours, my son calls me and he goes, mom, there's a post on Facebook. <laughs> there's, a, there's a post on Facebook and Barolo is here. 
And uh, so I immediately go to the post on Facebook and I immediately message the person. And she's like, oh my God, this dog must be a, somebody's pet, right? Yeah. Oh my God, he's so lovable and so sweet. And oh my God, if, if we didn't have a newborn, we'd keep him. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so I immediately message the person and she immediately calls me because I messaged my phone number. And within, you know, three minutes of it being posted on Facebook, you know, I we've located the dog. So And the dog is seven, eight miles down the road. Right. But he didn't he didn't run seven, eight miles <laughs> down the road. What happened was when they came to drop him back off, this car was driving by the house. The dog was out in the road, not dog, not car trained. They stopped the car. The dog just came up and sniffed. And they uh, opened the car door, door and the and dog, dog jumps in. in. So they take the dog home. <laughs> they take the dog home. Instead of looking around the area, right? But so that's okay. I'm like, okay, you pick the dog up basically in front of our house. The other dog's in the car with the door, door, door open. And we're screaming his And name. we're screaming and yelling. And a minute later, we probably could have resolved this whole thing. And, and But I said to myself, I said to myself, okay. There's a reason. There's a reason why they picked the dog up. Because maybe the next car coming by would have hit the dog. And, you know, so it was a time to be thankful for that instead of saying, well, why did you do something stupid like that? And we, you were, just had to we look were around. very thankful. We were very thankful. But a lot of people would have said, I can't believe these people kidnapped my dog. They stole my dog. They didn't look around. And they would have been like, there's no reason. And they would have been upset. But that, happened, we for, that happened for a reason. The dog was returned safe. His name is Barolo, after the famous Italian wine. We call, <laughs> call him Barolo Vino. And um, he was returned safely. They loved him because oh he's God, such an adorable him. dog. Uh, he's a border collie. And um, so you have to, the way you react to things. What, what, did, I, what did I post? Um, something about 10% um, per, uh, is what you know and 90% is how you react to it. Right? Yes. Is, is that, is that right. the saying? Yep. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, so we learned, we learned, you know, and I ultimately took responsibility for it. You did. I got tags printed up for them. I was supposed to get tags printed up for them. I ordered them from a lady who never did them for us. She, yeah. And a friend. A friend. And she has the engraver and she does all, she does dog tags and she forgot to get them done. Well, and now so this I went to her, I went to her today <laughs> and I said, okay, I need those name tags. Yeah. And here's what happened. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's my fault. I should have had the name tag on the dog. I should have followed up. When you take, when you take blame or responsibility, when you take responsibility for things, things change in your life. Whether it's your marriage, whether it's your business, whether it's your, whatever you take, whatever you have in your life is a direct result of what your actions are and what you're doing. Take responsibility and change them. When you take responsibility, you have the power to actually change these a lot and say, you know what? It is my fault that the dog didn't have a tag on it. It's my fault. You know, they could we could have resolved this right then and there. They could have called in their cell phone and called my phone number mm -hmm. right then and there. This could have been all totally avoided. So take responsibility, but that was the happy ending, ending to a story. Uh, and, um, you know, just be a bit more careful next time. Be thankful. So, thankful yep. for what, what's in your life and what's brought into your life. There's always a reason for it. Yep. So, so a couple of questions for you to ask yourself <laughs> now um, that are really powerful, powerful questions that I ask myself every single morning. So questions like, what is your intention today? Who do you want to be or what do you want to do today? So I intend to be loving. I intend to be joyful. I intend to be abundant. Ever so, since you've been doing that, you've been a different person. Have I? You have. Huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So your daily Not a different person, but just different right, in right, terms right. of the way you look at life. Right. What are your, what's your daily intention? 
um, so, uh, there's a lot of things you can actually ask yourself on a daily basis. Like, what was my biggest time waster yesterday? But these are positive. Like, when you right. say this, this has to be positive. It has to be positive. So, and, and I know, what was my biggest time waster yesterday and how do I get rid of it? I know a lot of people's biggest time wasters watching TV or... Facebook or, or scrolling Facebook. through Instagram right, right. or, yeah. Right? So, here's a great question that you can ask somebody else. What would you like to be acknowledged for today? Hmm. Like, what, what are you proud of that I can or somebody else should acknowledge you for? And that's I a think really... couples have a hard time with that quite a bit, right? Yeah. They have a hard time acknowledging each other for all of the great things that, that the other person does. And I think, I think that's just a tweak in some relationships. And I think that's important to... I think, you know, women want to be acknowledged a little bit more than men, but... I think men want to be acknowledged too. And so, 100% men you know, do. in the olden days, the women used to stay home and work and the men would go to go to work, right? I mean, the women would stay home and the man would go to work, right? Mm -hmm. And the man would come home and just sit down and not do anything at home. And the woman is still, the woman is still working, you know, in her, in her mind. And so I think, I think people just want to be acknowledged for the things that they actually do and and whether you're working a stay-at-home mom or you're just taking care of chores at home you want to be acknowledged for certain things and so and that's everybody not men or women everybody works hard now yep. and so that's important to remember that as a couple and and uh, remember that uh, you know everybody's time is valuable absolutely so absolutely. yeah so this is Jamie and Marcus here today all right folks you can find the show on W for divas w4divas.com and uh, check us out there chef on a mission radio.com as well and thank you for tuning in we appreciate it we appreciate it. that's how this whole started this whole ending we just appreciate the support <laughs> and we appreciate the opportunity to actually have this format to express our our life our views our points um our knowledge on everything so thank you everybody we appreciate it and we'll talk to you we'll see you We'll, uh, um, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see you. Hopefully we'll <laughs> see you at some point. Day. All right. Thanks <laughs> for tuning in. Have a great night, in. everybody.